0: Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, Jennifer baldwin Peden, and Radley Greenwald. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities and CeCe Haynes for her generous financial support.
1: Two Bits.
2: I know you wanted to mostly snack on what we brought on this road yes, trip. Yes,
3: I did. Let's save the money for the destination. Sure, sure.
2: But... What's the fun in a road trip unless we can stop for fast food, you know? Those golden arches up ahead are calling me, and I'm over the trail mix. I just pick out and eat the M&Ms anyways. All
3: right, sure, we can do that.
2: No, you hate that. Never mind, I'll just eat uh, this old kind bar I found under the seat. No,
3: le- let's get some burgers. But
2: you won't get any. Junk food's no fun unless everyone eats it. No,
3: it's fine. I'll, I'll have some. But... but- but let's do drive through I don't I don't want to go out in the rain.
2: Great. That way we can keep Jack company, too. Good boy. Yeah. You want some yummies, Jackie boy? Anything for the dog. And look at that. No line in the drive through
3: I, I always feel rushed to decide when they're sitting there on that intercom waiting for me to order.
2: Oh, I know what you want. I'll order for us.
3: But I'm driving. The speaker's on my side.
2: Roll down your window.
3: I... I, I'm trying.
2: Well, you just push the button.
3: Oh, down, Jack. I know how to do it. It's, it's not working. Here, let me. No, I told you, I know how to do it. It's stuck or something.
4: Well, but how do we order?
2: Hello. Yes. We want two orders of the double GBCs. Uh-huh. The two double grease bomb coronaries two
1: BGDCs Anything else? Yeah, I, I
3: I, I, I don't want that. Oh,
2: I know, I know. It's for me. One monstrosity burger with curly fries and the Hydrox McSleety.
5: A monstrosity burger with curly fries and a Hydrox McSleety. That would do
1: to Anything else?
3: Garlic knots. Ooh,
1: good.
4: Garlic knots. It
1: is not to
3: No, no, no. Garlic knots. Oh, Oh, poop. All
2: right. Okay, and one sprite, and then that's it.
3: Oh, don't pretend you know what's going on.
2: Hey. Jack is a smart boy, isn't he?
3: Who's a smart boy? Keep him off the front seats, will ya?
2: Wait, how are we going to get the food if we can't get the windows open?
3: Looks like the person who isn't driving is going to have to step outside. Oh, wait, that's you.
2: No, no, we can get this window open. No,
3: I'd rather not try. What if we can go? Ow!
2: Ow! Wow, it's really coming down. I told you we could get it open. I'm soaked. Fine. Put the window back up. Jack's
3: trying to get I'm out. I'm trying. It's stuck again. Yikes. The Titanic is
5: sinking, huh? women and Joan. Not Schoen. funny. <laughs>
3: Keep the dog back.
5: <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. I see you got your window open. I have two. <laughs> Jack, no. no oh, hey, put those down. No, no. Don't eat that. No, no. Oh, that's the ice cream machine. Grab him. Good grab. He's quick. Take your stupid
3: dog. He is not. Stupid. No, he is Just pu- pu- uh, push him. Push him back out the window. I got him. Take, take the monster. Ugh, he's covered in ice cream and fries and chicken nuggets.
5: Stay there and hold the damn dog. Let me get your bill ready for you. Sounds good. Drive. Go, go, go.
3: We haven't gotten our food or paid yet. Well, we have food. Let's get out of here. Yikes, that was crazy.
2: Right? The first adventure of our vacation. French fry?
3: That was on the dog.
2: Yeah, it even comes with ice cream. That's how you save money on dinner.
1: Four Bits The musical selection for this episode of Odd Bits and End Pieces is "Yukali," a song composed in 1935 by Kurt Weill. Kurt Weil is a German composer probably most famous for his song, "Mac the Knife, from the Three Penny Opera. While the version of Ukali you will hear today is an instrumental one, Ukali has lyrics, originally in French. The lyrics begin by describing Ukali as the land of our desires and dreams. However, as the story progresses, we learn that Ukali is but a bitter mirage. Ukali is performed here by Terry Elliott on violin, Anita Ruth on piano and Joan Griffiths on mandolin. six
0: bits game show welcome to the odd bits and end pieces game show the game show where there are no rules and no one cares except me hi today our special guests are bradley greenwald jennifer baldwin peden and anita ruth how's everybody today excited excited I'm scared yeah. awesome scared? yeah awesome. awesome see i like i like awesome yes anita what is your name my name is john paul gamoki okay. i'm a has-been actor okay now i'm doing game shows <laughs> here's our aren't first we all are we, we all yes we all love doing game shows uh our first question today kids what sport Has a tournament called the Solheim Cup. Yes, Anita. Women's golf. Women's golf, Anita jumps in. Do you golf, Anita? Do you golf? No, No, she's shaking her head no, which is hard for people to see on the radio. She just knows everything. She does. Okay, our second question. Let's see who gets this one. What is the capital of Nevada? Yes, Bradley. Carson City. Carson City. How did you know that? Me uh, too. You two, you got to be quicker with the buzzer. I, but Jennifer, right. we need you to All catch right, up. I'm behind. Our third question, I think Jennifer is going to get this. Oh. What composer has won the most Tony Awards? Oh. Yes. Uh, Bernstein? No, I'm sorry. First was it Anita. It was not it Anita. Was.
5: Jerry Herman.
0: Jerry Herman is oh, incorrect. Get- Jennifer?
4: Leonard Bernstein?
0: No, Leonard Bernstein is oh, incorrect.
4: I thought he said that
2: because I just, you know.
0: Yeah. Bradley? Yes. Richard Rogers. No, you're all wrong.
5: Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. that was, was, a, trick was, with, was a trick question. It was a
0: trick question because you wouldn't figure Sondheim. I, I well, don't. I
5: knew Sondheim right away, but you are uh,
0: too,
2: yeah, too he, sneaky. Yeah, faked us out. Yeah, well, I don't know
5: who that is.
0: Well, he has eight, so it's really <laughs> impressive. Okay, so right now Bradley has one. Anita has one. Jennifer's <sighs> going to catch up. What animal kills the most humans each year? Yes, Jennifer. <laughs>
2: um... A mosquito.
0: Yes. Do you know how many they kill a year? Like millions. Anybody? No. One yeah, million. I don't know. Is
2: that a question?
0: Over one. And you know who number two it's is? It's not for an killing? animal,
2: though. Technically, it's an insect. But I Correct. think you meant you, like, yes. you know, what thing kills more is humans. Is your middle
0: name Anita, Ruth? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I resent that. <laughs> yeah, you, you represent that. What animal kills the most humans? The second place was humans very interesting oh Oh, yeah true that true okay we have two questions left we have a tie one 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 here's our fifth question what is the last name of Queen Elizabeth yes Bradley I know it Windsor. Yes, you're correct. I had a little dramatic pause (laughs) Her whole name. uh, Mountbatten.
2: They tried for Mountbatten, but they did
4: not get it.
0: Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bradley's in the lead. 2-1-1. Here's our last question. All right, all right. What is the closest planet to Earth? (laughs) Jennifer.
2: Well, that would be Mars.
0: No, Mars is incorrect. Bradley. Venus. Venus is incorrect Anita. Um uh, what's the little Mercury? Yes, Mercury is Damn correct. It. Very good. So, wow. since since we have 2 and Mercury, 2, Venus Bradley, Venus. how could Mercury
4: impossible. be
2: closest? I don't know. I just it goes went. Mercury, Venus, Venus Earth, Earth. Mars.
0: Venus.
5: It's Venus. It's Venus.
0: No, I looked it up. It said Mercury. You know what? You're not even on a lee. You don't count. Okay. Just <laughs> just for fun. It would be flat. Everybody's in the final. We're going to have an extra okay, question. Excellent. Right. Okay. okay? Just because we're a Giving Human Society. Okay, for our extra question and for the game, what is the least popular pizza topping in the United States? Yes, Jennifer. Anchovies. Anchovies is correct. Jennifer.
5: Yes, Jennifer Baldwin. She really has two yes. yes, she only has two points really now. Well, we're all tied. I, well, no, 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 no. Give no. us another question. Yeah, yeah. I now am we're all the tied. star
0: of this show, and congratulations, Thank Jennifer Baldwin. I paid him off. Our winner, she won. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Eight bits.
3: Ceiling inspector. Ceiling? Inspector, yes.
4: So you need to... uh,
3: Inspect your ceiling. Inspect it for what? What do you mean?
4: I mean, why do you inspect my ceiling?
3: Well, I'm a ceiling inspector.
4: No, no. I mean, why does my ceiling need inspection? Is there something wrong with it?
3: How would I know? You haven't let me inspect it yet.
4: Because I don't know why you would need to inspect it.
3: Uh, uh, Oh, I see. Good, so? So?
4: So, you didn't answer my question.
3: You didn't ask a question. Why? I don't know why. Maybe you didn't have a question.
4: Why is a roof inspector standing at my doorstep?
3: Whoa, no need to get nasty. I do not work with roofs. That is beneath me.
4: Aren't roofs higher than ceilings?
3: Not in any way that matters. But
4: my roof is above my ceiling, right? It goes floors, walls, ceiling, roof, right?
3: Only in the literal sense. Ceiling work is much more prestigious. Roof work... Is where the failed ceiling jockeys go.
4: Fine. Why is a ceiling inspector standing at my doorstep?
3: That's a long story.
4: Oh, no. Is something wrong?
3: Not at all. It's the beautiful story of my birth and growing into the person I am today. I
4: mean, why? A ceiling oh, inspector.
3: Oh, 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 I get you. Good. I guess I first realized that I wanted to be a ceiling inspector when I was a kid. My mother was a ceiling builder, and my late father was in ceiling sales, so working with ceilings was just in my blood.
4: Good Lord, please stop. I don't care.
3: Then why ask?
4: Are you misunderstanding me on purpose? Why are you inspecting my ceiling?
3: Uh-oh, oh, oh, uh, because I need to make sure it's safe. Oh,
4: it's fine, okay.
3: <laughs> I'm afraid I, I can't go by what a layperson says. I have had training in these things. Have you?
4: No. I can proudly say that I haven't. I've had no experience in a made-up profession.
3: Made up? Of course it's made up. Every job is made up.
4: Yeah, but yours isn't real. There are no ceiling inspectors.
3: I'm right here. I didn't say
4: you weren't real.
3: Would you tell Dame Judy Dench she wasn't real if she was standing in front of you?
4: Of course not. She's also a real person. Her characters are not.
3: Would you tell an influencer that their job was fake? Well, yes. Well, yeah, okay, okay, bad example. So? So, maybe I'm not arguing my point that well, but my job is no stranger than, say, a plumber.
4: No, a plumber is a normal job.
3: Ceiling inspection is normal. Would you prefer your ceiling to fall on you, to spring leaks, to crack, to explode? Yeah, I, get it. I hope so.
4: Wait, explode? Could it do that?
3: Well, I can't be sure until I check.
4: Have have other ceilings done that?
3: <laughs> Not after I've inspected them. On my honor, you have my professional guarantee.
4: No, oh, your honor as a professional in a fake line of work.
3: Oh, that's it. I'm reporting you to the CIA. Wait, what? The CIA can intervene directly.
4: How is this an intelligence issue?
3: This seems to be more of a lack of intelligence issue.
4: How is the Central Intelligence Agency involved? Oh,
3: it's worse than that, I'm afraid. The Ceiling Inspections Association does not take kindly to this sort of truculence
4: Ha! What are they gonna do? Well,
3: we will file an official ceiling law infraction on you It'll go to Overhead Claims Court The Secretary of the Structural Interior will send drywall enforcement to confiscate your ceiling
4: Wait, but I know need- in my
3: it's too late for apologies. I'm leaving. See how you like living with a roof over your
1: head. Well, hello, everyone. This is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. And my guest today is Jen Baldwin-Peden. Hi, Jen. Hi, Joan. How are you? I'm good, you guys. And, and uh, you were here with Bradley... Bradley Greenwell, yeah, yes, and you guys were, and uh, what well, you guys are going to sing? You are going to sing a piece, right?
2: Yes, a duet, a fun, fun, fun duet from um, On the Town called "Carried Away."
1: And but, I bet yes, you do. We
2: get carried away.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to that.
2: Modern man, what is it? just a collection of complexes and neurotic impulses that occasionally break through.
3: Oh, you mean sometimes you blow your top like me?
2: I do. I try hard to stay controlled, but Carried
3: away, carried away, carried away. Carried away, carried away. I get carried,
2: carried, carried away. away. When I sit and listen to a symphony, why can't I just say the music's grand? Why must I leap upon the stage hysterically? They're playing Pizzicato everything goes blotto, I grab the maestro stick and started leading the
4: bed. Carried away, carried away, carried away, carried away. I get carried, carried, carried away. away.
3: And when I go to see a moving picture show, and I'm watching actors in a scene, start to think what's happening is really so. The girl I must protect her. The villain don't respect her. I leap to her defense and punch a hole right through the screen. Carried away. Carried away. Carried away. away. I get carried. carried. Just carried carried away. away. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. Dial it back? Yeah, let's dial it back just a little bit. I try hard to keep detached, but I get carried away. Try to act less booby hatched, but I get carried away.
4: Carried away! Carried away! I get carried away!
3: shopping I'm a sucker for a bargain sale if something is marked down upon a shelf my sense of what is practical begins to fail I buy one then another another then another I buy the whole store out and I'm in business for myself carried away, carried away, carried away he gets get married, carried
2: just carried
3: away. away
2: and when I go to see my friends How I hate to see them go. For then, my love of traveling, I can't restrain. The time has come for parting. The train's already starting. I hop a freight,
4: and in a flash, I'm off to a buffalo.
3: I'm, I'm really sorry about something. that. Um, I think the dog is... Oh, let's stop.
2: Oh, we should. Yes, definitely.
1: When? Jen, that was fantastic.
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> you guys do get carried away. Yes, and, we do. And beautiful. And why'd you, why'd you pick it?
2: Uh, well, you know... Bradley and I and, um, you know, and my sister, Christina Baldwin, have been performing at so many parties so many times. And this is just one – this is a song from our standard rep because we can get all – strange and weird with it. We gravitate towards strange, weird things.
1: <laughs> and what other strange, weird ones do you do when you're doing a wedding reception? I don't
2: know. Say? You know, we did a mashup of Blue Moon and what, Bradley? I think it was Blue Moon and Suave Ci from uh, Cosi Fantute. I just sounded like I was chewing a sandwich when I said my <laughs> Italian. <laughs> but you get the gist. It was like a mashup of Blue Moon and Mozart, that was a pretty wild, wacky one too. It really works. Oh,
1: I bet that's fantastic. Yeah, it's gorgeous. All right, well, yeah. listeners, you book them for this. Is yeah, all book I got to So, you have a sister.
2: Yes. Christine, and yeah, not just a sister. She's yeah. she's the she's the um, she's my sister, but I actually have six brothers.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah,
2: really? That's, yeah, that's why we we joined forces so early in life
1: <laughs> for survival <laughs> to get back at the brothers, and. You know I've been in productions with you and your sister, and yeah. you guys are just just amazing and well, beautiful. Thanks. Um, do your brothers perform too, or is it just you guys?
2: Yeah, we, had a, we, have, a, uh, we have a brother who was um, a string bass player with mm-hmm. the Oregon Symphony Orchestra, and then lots of different arts-related things too, but, but really, there were just three of us that went into music, and then two of us who did theater from there
1: too. So. And did you grow up doing this? Did your folks do theater? How did how did that work?
2: Well, you know, even as anyone can tell you, your parents don't have to do theater to do theater, right? <laughs> parents can get quite theatrical, you know what I mean? So, there you could just, you know. Yeah, that was uh that was kind of the family way. We used to sing, we used to stand around and sing as kids, and we would sing uh you'll never walk alone. From Carousel all together, all eight of us. And it was,
1: <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got off to a good start at that. Yeah, right? yeah. And what kind of projects are you doing now? Well, I am. Um,
2: my, my biggest project is getting two small children through a pandemic. That yeah. is just fabulously challenging and will be my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> and then I this October, I'm working with The Moving Company, oh, yeah. uh, which is our um, uh, a beloved company in Minneapolis here. And we're doing a new piece that is going to be dazzlingly fun. Funny and poignant and beautiful about um, what it's like to go back to doing something that you thought you needed to do. <laughs> Sounds compelling, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, so Sounds far, thrilling. Yes.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who don't know the moving company, it is just a, the funniest, wonderful, all-encompassing kind of,
2: a lot, of event. Physical, a lot of physical, lot of physical. Acting and and humor, but also music. So it it should be fun. It'll be my way of dusting off my whatevers. <laughs> <laughs> now I have one more back, question though. And, yeah, um,
1: you know I've seen you do so many different kinds of things. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a great singer, uh, a great. Actress, thank you, and also a very funny physical comedian. And thank you. Do you have a favorite, or do they all run together? Or gosh, you how know, does that go I love you? the
2: one I'm with. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like just you fall in love with what you're doing most of the time, and and to me, that's just the doing. It's been the fun part, so I I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy, though, a lot of times when people trust me on stage to make choices and use the different skills that they might not have known about so that they can come out too. So it's mostly the relationships that makes me love what I'm doing. So
1: yeah, The relationships with the cast with the, with and the, the- Yeah, with your the collaborators
2: producer. and that trust that develops. That's kind of the, the sweet spot, the magic that I
1: always look for. So. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in. It's beautiful. Thank
2: you. It's so fun to be here and and, and making, making funny stuff and singing pretty stuff. So thanks for the invitation.
3: These are men with science on the brain, facts on things like how to make it rain. Everyone loves to learn with glee. He's constantly, fastidiously, authentically, enormously, helpfully, soulfully. He's our man of fact, scientifically.
5: Welcome back to another volume of Scientifically Speaking, where we do quick little dives into a variety of topics surrounding nature, space, and science. You won't find too many jokes here, as the following humor is derived from just how fun time and space around us can be. As we continue our adventures through space, a reminder that we last chatted about the small, rocky, terrestrial worlds that make up our inner solar system. This week, we're venturing out past the main asteroid belt to visit the Jovian planets, or, more aptly, the giant planets. Rounding out the back half of our solar neighborhood, these four worlds are monstrously huge and made mostly of gases and ices. In order of appearance, we have Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Traveling past Mars and the main asteroid belt brings you to Jupiter's territory. The largest planet of our system was named for the king of gods in Roman mythology. More massive than all of the other planets in our system combined, Jupiter is one of the brightest objects in our night sky, behind only our own moon and Venus. Jupiter is the home of the Great Red Spot, a raging storm that is larger than Earth itself. Jupiter is host to 80 known moons, including the four Galilean moons, Ganymede, Callisto, Io, and Europa, which rank among some of the larger objects in the solar system in their own right. Next on the list is Saturn. Known for its extensive and intricate ring system, Saturn looks stunning, but don't be fooled by its seeming uniqueness. Each of the Jovian worlds has a ring system, though those of Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune are decidedly less complex and composed mostly of dusts or darker materials, making them harder to observe, where Saturn's rings contain rocks and dusts that are highly reflective. Though unbelievably large, Saturn is less dense than water and can float in a tub of appropriate size. Saturn is the furthest planet away from Earth that is visible to the unaided eye. Uranus and Neptune round out the solar system, referred to as ice giants rather than gas giants, as they are not only made of hydrogen and helium, but contain large amounts of water, ammonia, and methane ices, too. Uranus is a cold, quiet, featureless world that's fascinating characteristic is in its tilt. Its axis is tilted at nearly 98 degrees to the ecliptic plane. In layman's terms, it rotates on its side compared to every other planet. Scientists believe this was due to a collision a very long time ago, but this remains a mystery to this day. And finally, we're brought to Neptune. Nearly identical in size to Uranus, though more massive, Neptune is also home to a giant storm referred to as the Great Dark Spot. This sort of last stop for all big things, gravitationally speaking, in our solar system, objects floating around our system are often referred to as cis-Neptunian objects or trans-Neptunian objects to help define where they exist in the vast reaches of our cosmic neighborhood. That's all for this week's Scientifically Speaking. If you want to learn more or disagreed with anything posed here, I invite you to look it up. He's a man of fact,
0: scientifically. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces.
1: You are my sunshine, my only sun. Sunshine, my only sun